Nello, and welcome to the Honest Pathcast. <laughs> yes, I am incorporating that into my vocabulary now. My name is Matthew Dawkins, and I am joined by my co-host, Stixie Cochran. Hello there. And Eddie Webb. Nello. Thank you, Nello. Eddie, for buying in. <laughs> and, yeah, shame on you, Dixie. Uh, so, <laughs> other than that, welcome. How are you both? How are you, Dixie? I'm, I'm ashamed now, so... But other than the shame, other than, you know, oh, we, I mean... we expect a certain amount of shame. Pat, I mean, yeah, Pat, that's the shame I'm doing. Okay, uh, you know, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing and uh, cooking some food and working on some editing projects, and yeah, it's been good. What about you, Eddie? Um, I'm a lot better now that I have a, a new laptop. Honestly, uh, there was a couple of weeks where I was. Working with a Chromebook and an iPad Pro, which got a lot of what I needed to get done done, but it was everything required extra steps or everything was a little harder. Like I was able to get um, Audacity, a software used to edit these episodes onto my Chromebook, but it was weird. It was missing icons. So I had to kind of like guess where each of the commands were. It was, <laughs> wow. It, it took a lot longer than I had hoped. So now they have a new Windows machine. It's, I'm, I'm feel much more comfortable now. Ah, that's good news. And yeah, and as none of you asked, I am absolutely fine, thank you. No, I'm, I am. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the audience is wondering. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, they came from beneath. The, <laughs> I can't even remember the fucking title. They came from beyond <laughs> the grave. Is uh, <laughs> uh, through manuscript approval and off to editing and art, which is very exciting. I cannot tell you how many times I've almost said like. They came from beneath the grave, or <laughs> I know. Yeah, when I beyond the sea, somewhere oh, beneath waiting. the grave, somewhere. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> My zombie lies on golden sands. Anyway, and watches uh, the ships, the ghost ships, the ghoulions, full of zombies, <laughs> vampire <laughs> up in the tower. Somewhere yeah, could not musical. get higher. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so they they came from beyond the grave. Is <laughs> in editing and art, and as I mentioned, that's all very exciting. Also, another exciting project sneaking along the production schedule that I'm very excited about is the Rich Bastard's Guide to Magic for Mage the oh, Ascension. Oh, that's right. They got started. Mm, not not uh, not that long ago, indeed, were we talking so feverishly about Technocracy Reloaded, but uh, Rich Bastard's Guide is being developed by Lauren Roy, and the work I've seen of it so far is excellent. Very much looking forward to that one. Will it have a farty horn soundtrack? No, uh, we should release our own soundtrack, shouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've dabbled with the idea of doing a, a role-playing game soundtrack before as part of a Kickstarter, but I think if all it takes is... Good God, this is a three-episode running joke now, so <laughs> I'm actually quite happy about this. I'll say, I, I know a composer we could approach. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think we need him. Uh, he has shown <laughs> that you need no talent in order to be a musician. So, as long as one of us has got some kind of 1991 era Casio keyboard, we can. I mean, I'm pretty make sure I can emulate that, like yeah. just on <laughs> on the interwebs. So then we just need to find the right game to apply the soundtrack to. It's got to be one of the they came froms. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Just because <laughs> they came from has a comedy element doesn't mean it needs means it needs an awful soundtrack. <laughs> no, but if we do like um, an '80s version of "They Came From," then doing a very synth electronica soundtrack would be very appropriate. See, I just want to do one for uh, the 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 alien one. I don't remember the the ocean Beneath one. The sea. <laughs> Beyond my beneath's all fucked up in my head because of our we, song. We all worked um, on it, Dixie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I just think it needs a theremin score. Just, just, just pure theremin. Oh yes, mm. yes. Okay. I actually saw all someone right. play a theremin once. It was really weird. Yeah, theremins are weird. Make it so. What? Not right now. I don't mean you know go away <laughs> and make a sound. The pause very much applied to kind of. I'll wait. <laughs> 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 all right so now so now y'all just get to sit here while we type on our keyboards and like fiddle with stuff for you know 20 minutes they'll really come back and go ah yeah. i have done yeah. it i made a soundtrack so they came from beneath the sea <laughs> 20 that, minutes yeah. also matthew i've worked on a lot of things that i don't remember so <laughs> uh, no i have as well although i i very much doubt that our friend the uh the japanese composer of the farty horn tune the basement theme as it's otherwise known uh Spent longer than 20 minutes composing that particular tune. But Shinji Mikami did say that he was there for quite a while, didn't he? Yeah. yeah listen, so. listen, Matthew. He was a true fartist, all right? <laughs> his, his fartistic nature cannot be denied. <laughs> and genius fartistry takes a while. Not not to mock players of the flugelhorn, but I always assumed a, 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 an instrument with the word flugel in the title would sound a bit farty. I mean, any... any so, I, I used to play trumpet, um, and any horn can sound farty if you want it to. If you just like, it's, believe. It's, it's, it's really just easy. Just fartiness. Like, literally, when you start playing horn, usually they just give you the, like, mouthpiece so you can learn how to, like, hold your lips and everything. And yeah. you just make, like, farty duck noises for a while with the mouthpiece until you, you know, learn how to put it through the actual instrument and press yeah. the buttons. Now that sounds like it's probably the most fun element of learning how to play the trumpet. Really making fart noises on the trumpet was most of what I did in middle school, so. Yeah. I was, I was like, 85th chair. I never took it seriously. <laughs> that, that was a big middle school of, of trumpeters. Eighty fifth uh, chair out of sixty. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was out of like fourteen. Um, I, I sat in the back. This is the point because I never took my trumpet home to practice. Was it the same in the UK when you were at school, primary school at least? You were always given a recorder. Oh, yep. to, to play, and it was always three blind mice, and. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like it's the same in America as well. Mm -hmm. I assume it's because, in theory, the recorder is a very simple instrument, and every parent can afford a recorder is, again, the theory, whereas getting everyone to play the guitar or piano might be a little more um, adventurous. Yeah, I mean, a recorder costs, like, ten bucks, if that, and, yeah, yeah, it's got very few little holes. And also, unlike the flute or the clarinet or the, even the, the the trumpet the recorder doesn't really take like a specific mouth position to play mm. you just blow into it yeah um whereas like all the other ones you know like yes a four-year-old can play a recorder <laughs> a four-year-old can maybe not quite play a violin mm. <laughs> right although uh, i have been watching the umbrella academy recently and all i can say is don't get your four-year-old to play a violin it will end badly 
Uh, if you've not okay. been watching that on Netflix, it's very good. Very good comic book-based series by Dark Horse. Uh, so, although, you know, you never hear of sort of... I'm sure there are some, and I'm going to insult all of them right now. I apologize. Sort of grand master-level recorder players, do you? There, there's When you've got a big orchestra playing the soundtrack to Final Fantasy VII, for instance... Uh, I don't think I've ever noticed anyone playing the recorder there. I just looked up Recorder Virtuoso on Google, mm. and there apparently are some Recorder <laughs> Virtuosos, but also the first thing that pops up is a New York Times article from 1984 called The Recorder Has Its Virtuosos Too. So <laughs> someone <laughs> cut me off at the knees in 1984, the year before I was born. They knew I was yeah. going to make this argument. Also, there's there's there, there's an article from The Guardian from 2016 that I'm going to mention only because of the name of the article called Toot Sweet, Toot, T-O-O-T, Sweet, The Recorder Renaissance. Yeah. But I just like Toot Sweet. Yeah. That is, that is, that is a thing, a choice that has occurred. Ooh, Wikipedia it, has a list of professional recorder players and a list of professional recorder ensembles. Ooh, okay. The well, Amsterdam they... Loki Stardust Quartet. That also something amazing. called also something called sour cream. They're a Dutch recorder trio. Sour I, cream. That's. Mm, the, uh, the, I'm thinking then the hour they came from beneath the sea soundtrack can have a recorder segment. It would need to be a uh, chase through the swamp, maybe. Lots of odd wind blowing. And as there's the also, see if sour cream is available. There's also a list of notable <laughs> amateur recorder players that includes James Dean, Umberto Eco, <laughs> Rain Wilson, Samuel Pepys. Everyone, everyone who has and, ever been to a school. And Patrick Trotton. Yeah. Well, yes, well, yes. I mean, Patrick. Yeah, yeah he, he played the recorder in Doctor Who. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, He's yeah. a notable amateur recorder player. Uh, Why do you always send me on these deep dives into weird shit? Uh, we didn't. You you took you took that baton and you went running looking for a relay partner and found nothing. <laughs> Except <Nick> Wikipedia. Ronson. <laughs> Nick Ronson played multi-tracked recorders on Life on Mars by David Bowie and Satellite of Love by Lou Reed. Huh. Both both songs I love and did not know featured the recorder. Well, yeah, I was about to say, I don't remember Life on Mars having a recorder. Also, but... also Grace Slick played recorder? Bruce Springsteen plays recorder on some tracks? I think everyone that ever went to school played the recorder. Right, we're talking about them playing it on recordings that are, like, known. Recording Adolf the recorder. Hitler played the recorder. Gandhi played the recorder. Uh, are they on the... <laughs> Why did you have to bring Hitler into it? I brought Gandhi in to balance it out. <laughs> it... <laughs> it's like, here's a bomb, but I've defused it. The singer Dido studied recorder at the Junior Department of London's Guildhall School of Music and Drama and plays it on her most famous track, Thank You, from her debut album, No Angel. Hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, I I think we have truly milked the recorder well dry. That's an odd (laughs) metaphor. Wow. (laughs) This is Dixie's Wikipedia Corner. (laughs) (laughs) In which I read things off Wikipedia that you could read yourself at home. 
I wonder if Hitler played the recorder up in the Eagles' what? nest. Why? Why, Why are you so stuck on Hitler? Well, you know, you know, you're gonna get some weird accusation out of this, right? Like you realize yeah, that there'll be some accusation that all musicians are intrinsically good people. Therefore, you are saying Hitler is a good person. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying that somebody is going to take this and like cut it up with your voice, so that you're saying like Hitler was right, right. And they're going to use that no, you're the one. You're the one that just used those words in that order. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll move on. And I on. clearly don't think that is the case. Yeah, I'm trying they, to save they, you from yeah, yourself. They, they won't include that bit. Uh, <laughs> I'll turn it around. So before we sink further into this slough of despond, or the slough of Hitler with a recorder... Stop it! Um, Stop talking about Hitler! <laughs> on some layer of hell right now. Uh, he plays the pipes for Lucifer. Stop it! <laughs> that sounds like that should be the intro sort of spoken word piece of a Genesis song. On some he layer of hell, <laughs> he plays the pipes for Lucifer. Bow. I'm leaving. <laughs> but I'm you can't. You can't leave, Dixie. We're about to play Scion. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> There's been too much Hitler. <laughs> I can't. Mm, even an ounce is too much. He's not like garlic, you know. Add as much of that as you damn well please. <laughs> so moving on, we have... <laughs> Hitler, not like garlic. That's, that's, your, that's your slogan? <laughs> well... Couldn't have said that about Mussolini, could we? If we're going through the uh, the fascist Olympics. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, yeah, Scion, actual play. Should I edit any of this out? No, no, it's, no. it's fine. No. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> someone will say just because he he compared Mussolini to garlic, oh. therefore, if you like garlic, you're a fascist. Um. Oh my god! <laughs> I almost let, want to see someone die on that hill. Honestly, it's like yeah, yes, that's exactly what it means. Yeah. Don't uh, be let Let's have a palate cleanser. <laughs> so definitely not garlic. Uh, before we get into Scion, uh, <laughs> because I can't run a game. Quiz. Following on, no, I don't have another music quiz. That would have been good, wouldn't it? I don't have an idea for a palate cleanser. That's the problem. <laughs> Uh, sorbet usually works, I hear. Sorbet limoncello, if we're sticking with the Italian theme. A little bit of an aperitif. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I do love a limoncello, or a after meal, or a or a Bailey's. Bailey's after a curry is quite nice. Mm, yes, absolutely. Mm. There you go. That was our palate cleanser, quite in, in, no, quite I want literally. I bought fresh mint and bourbon yesterday, so I can have a mint julep once it gets warmer. Ooh. Oh, nice. How delightful. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Do you remember where you got to in our last episode of Scion? We were going to go get supplies and possibly reinforcements before we go in the pipe that the guy doesn't want us to go in. We were also going to ask um, our contact uh, about what was going on. Well, yeah, we were going to ask her about reinforcements and also what the hell was happening. Right. Okay. Detroit. So you, 
the child is right. a jerk. Yep, uh, I'm going to go through a reminder of some names, both for the audience and for yourselves. I know you're all very busy people. So we have uh, Dietrich, as you say, the uh, scion of Poseidon. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Dion, her missing relative, cousin, uh, who is somewhere down the pipe, by the sounds of it. Uh, we have Oscar, the cursed to stay bound to this damn pipe uh, scion, possibly, of someone, maybe, uh, but general asshole. And, yeah, I think those are the uh, the main NPC players on the stage right now. Of course, as player characters, we have uh, Phaedra and Kian, played by Dixie mm. and Eddie, respectively. And so you were driving away or making a phone call from the car to uh, get in touch with uh, Dietrich. Which one of you wants to handle that? Oh, of course, you could have her on speakerphone. This is the 21st century, after all. That's true. Let's, let's put her on speakerphone. Right. <laughs> I will call her. I will okay. call her from my phone. And she picks up. Did you find him? Uh, we found where we think he is. That doesn't sound terribly positive. Do yeah, I have to not... brace myself for bad news? Uh... I don't know if it's like the worst news at this point, but we haven't He's not actually. Dead, as far as I mean, as far as we know, right. we haven't laid eyes on him yet. Uh, but there is a, a pipe, like a big drain pipe down on the beach, full of apparently ambrosia and possibly a monster and giants. A uh, giants monster, you know. Um, yeah, so we think he might be in there. There's a somewhat lengthy pause from Dietrich. So I'm picking up that's a few problems, a few hurdles yeah. we need to vault. Yes. Uh, and I'm assuming that the two of you aren't just uh, keen on rushing headlong into this drainage pipe. I mean, not without <laughs> some supplies, maybe. No. Yeah, not... I mean, I I'm a med student. We're yeah. talking about maybe hire the national guard kind of situation here. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the this is the problem national guard wise. While of course some of us exist within the national guard, military, police, and so on. Uh, if the situation is known that there's a shall we say, godly influence on the situation, they'll probably expect us to clean up our own mess. So that's one thing. Well, okay, fair, but still, someone with more godly influence than us. Oh, yes, yes. Not a lot. No, no, uh, I, can, I can see what I can do. In terms of getting you equipped with whatever it is you need, that's not an issue. Uh, consider my credit card yours. It's not like I pay the damn thing off. Uh, eh, the issue is, like, I don't know what we need. Like, how do you... I don't know what's in there or how you fight it. So let's get started. You mentioned a giant. Yes. Do we know how the giant got in there? I assume painfully. Well, that's not too helpful. And uh, and you mentioned Ambrosia. Yes. Hmm. So that's curious. Yeah, that's apparently why Dion was in there is because the um the gang guy 
snake snake tattoo lizard tattoo guy. Uh, tattoo lizard. Um, he apparently has been sending people in there because he is not so much a drug drug like a, a mortal drug dealer as he is an ambrosia dealer. So he is literally selling off the the stuff of the gods. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that may uh, get him into trouble, but that's not our concern. The oh, also Poseidon has cursed uh, Son of Loki to live on that pipe forever. Oh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I sympathize with Poseidon on this point, but it is another thing to think about. It was the guy who stole the necklace, though. Right. Ah, when, oh, when, he's when we still met you, around. that guy. Okay, well, that that does sound like the kind of thing. To to be honest, uh, sounds like the kind of thing my father would. That that's kid gloves for my father. The kind of ways he punishes people tend to be a lot more visceral than just binding someone to a pipe. Mm-hmm. But I so I suppose he got off lucky. Um, I'm just trying to put two and two together in my mind right now. It's quite possible my either my father has sent a giant into this pipe to protect the Ambrosia, mm-hmm. or a giant of his own accord, which is quite possible because uh, not all giants are the children of Poseidon, uh, decided to sniff out the Ambrosia himself and make a little lair uh, surrounding himself with all this godly junk that he can uh, empower himself with, or just use as a lure for morsels so that he has something to eat regularly. He may be too stupid to even understand what the Ambrosia is. So we have a lot of potentials. Uh, I can do what I can to find out the truth of the matter in terms of why the giant is there, Uh, but in terms of combating the giant, not that that's what you ask, but it is a possibility if you actually end up going down there or if I send you down there with other people. Right. It's not something I would advise. Not just at your lowly status, as it were. Uh, I would caution any scion against getting into a fist fight with a giant. Most of the time, if mythology is to be believed, which of course we know it is, the best way around these kinds of creatures are mental tricks, uh, riddles, uh, making them feel foolish, or making them feel that they have earned something from you for their time, if you see what I mean. Uh, Your best bet is to look at old stories about how people have bewitched and tricked giants, uh, the Cyclops, for instance. Right, right, right. Cyclops, Jack and the Beanstalk, all that stuff. That, exactly that kind of thing. Uh, but that doesn't mean he's going to be in an immediately talkative mood when you see him. His first instinct would probably be to just grab you up and bite you. Right. I don't that, want to be bitten by a giant. I say that that's the piece we're hoping to avoid here, really. Yeah. So you'd have to have something to present to him as a gift or offering to immediately placate him. Bear in mind that most of the people going into this pipe are probably going to be tooled up and prepared for some kind of fight, uh, probably just due to their gang dealings. Uh, he's yeah, he, he's probably going to be on the defensive. So if you can go in there with something that looks expensive or sounds precious it might be enough to win his favor, at least temporarily. 
Keen hmm. turns and looks at Phaedra. What? What? Why are you looking at me? Do you know where to find things that look expensive? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can buy an actual expensive thing if we need to. I'm just trying to, like, I don't know what giants like. I've never met a giant. So... Presumably something shiny? Something obviously valuable? I mean, yeah. We could do that. I get something. Bling? Um, did you... That, don't, don't say bling. You should not. You should not say that word. That, 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 that did not look good coming out of your mouth. That was very strange. <laughs> don't be sorry. Just, I mean, you tried something, you went for it, didn't work. Listen, but I'm still on the speaker. And <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, put you on hold briefly. I'm going to speak to some friends to see whether I can get you some backup. Uh, the mission is still going ahead. We still need Dion recovered. Sure. Uh, and believe me, I know that the odds seem stacked against you right now, but this is how heroes are made. She tries to sound reassuring. I'm just going to put you on hold and see whether I can get you some help. Uh, so I'll be back momentarily. Okay. There's some farty uh, horn music uh, in the place of hold music. <laughs> All right, Ken. So we should get something as an offering. Um, right. Do you think he'd like food if he's eating people should we get something like nice uh, nice nice food um get like a butcher uh so if he's eating people he's gonna be a carnivore um so we probably want to get either An omnivore um, well, it, okay he's at least eating meat we, you know we, we if he's eating people meat is gonna be on the table as it were um yes. uh we probably want to consider maybe something like pork that will be closer in texture and flavor to humans. How do you know that? That's a weird thing to know. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's just kind of... I, I tried to flip me out with the bling thing. This is something you just don't need to know about. Call that kind of even there. I'm a med student, okay? Yeah, but if you're a cannibal, that's a different thing. And I'd like to know. No, I'm not a cannibal. Uh, I am just saying... Are you sure? <laughs> How do you accidentally become a cannibal? Uh, it happens all the time in Skyrim. <laughs> Oops, I tripped and fell and ate something. No, no. It's, it's, it's more the fact that when you, we're studying, we have to study people, we have to study meats, um, and one of the things that comes up is the fact that texturally and from a taste perspective, pork is relatively close to humans. Okay, so There's let's a, get him a pig. Reason why it's long pork. It's called long pig, not long pork, right? Yes, long pig, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, so let's get a pig, not a live pig, but you can get a whole pig at like some like butchers and grocery stores. Right, yeah. Um, we so we'll get I mean, a pig. I mean, a, a freshly butchered pig, but it doesn't be alive. But. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, some jewelry, maybe? I'm thinking like, you know, classic stuff, gems, gold, something like that. Just, just, just gems. Right, yeah, just, just random gems. Yes, that's that's I, I I definitely have access to just a, a pile of gems. Just go to a jewelry yeah. store and say, "Hey, I'd like you know whatever's in the back." That that sounds like a robbery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Um, I'd like to Get buy whatever's in the back. I mean, we have an unlimited credit card. Well, we don't know if it's unlimited. We have a credit card. I want to just go buy some nice like gold cuffs or something. I don't know what. I don't know this giant's gender expression. And I don't know what they would like to wear or have. 
But I think if we go buy something that's just nice and kind of ornate looking and vaguely antique looking, like you can get at a lot of places. Pins are usually pretty neutral. Well, that's, 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 that's why I said like cuffs, like a, like a nice wide gold cuff that looks pricey. Oh, you mean like it goes around the wrist? I thought you meant like cufflinks. Yes. No, like 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 a cuff, like a like a bracelet that is not dangly. Yeah, or maybe like a, um, uh, what are the things that grow on the neck? Um, like a, like a torque. Torque. Yeah, that was it. Cool. Dietrich. We're off on our. Dietrich <laughs> is uh, on the phone again. Ah! Sorry to keep you waiting. That's okay, we were uh, discussing a game plan. Ah, wonderful. I hope the music wasn't too off-putting. It's by a legendary Japanese composer, Scion of Amaterasu. I... <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Add a character after. Sorry. Yeah, that's alright. Um, so, good news and bad news. Okay. Okay, yes, good idea. The bad news first. Uh, bad news is I'm not going to be able to send you any personnel. Uh, the so one of the things you're going to learn about being the children of gods, and I hate that everything is being so drip fed to you like this, but it does seem to be the way our culture deals with things, such as we have one uniform culture. It's all rather complicated. We don't. Uh, is that <laughs> my friends have more or less. And uh, believe me, it's it's upset me, and I'm barely keeping it together. Is that Dion is on his own? They've they've shrugged. They've said he's young, he's foolish, and frankly, his parent, who we believe to be his parent, uh, is um, has screwed us over enough times that we're not doing him any favors. Now, who do we think his parent is? Uh, I believe it's Dionysus. Um, yeah, flighty one. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes you're on his good side and you can have all the joys of spring and other times quite the opposite. The uh, So that's the bad news. Uh, so you're not going to be getting any armed backup to shoot up a drain pipe. However, uh, in terms of the good news, uh, what they have offered is to pitch in with a little bit of cash. And... Uh, essentially extending that credit. Uh, so if if you're thinking of uh, gifts or baubles to bring to this giant, uh, they were all a bit taken aback at the idea of a giant living in the sewers. Uh, they they suggested something sizable. So certainly if you can uh, find a, a creature that keeps a bag of gems and is willing to give it up, what I was more <laughs> thinking is, is some kind of... Mm, less earrings, more Fabergé egg. Not that I expect uh. you to get a Fabergé egg. That That's uh, not the kind of thing you can just walk into a store and buy. But something that is large enough for the giant to visibly appreciate. Uh, it needs to... If he can not see it between his fingertips, he is not going to care. So probably also How big is a giant? Well, that's that's another question I have. Well, their sizes do differ. Uh, the the I've met a few cyclops in my time, and they've been everywhere from twice the size of a normal human all the way to the size of a uh, a large building, uh, four or five stories high. 
So I don't know that would fit in a drainpipe. No, exactly. So I don't think you're going to have to worry too much about being stood on, but it doesn't mean that if he swang a or, or they uh, swang a particularly meaty fist at you, you'd still feel it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So should we take weapons? I'm assuming, just in case. Yes, I think uh, on the basis that some giants... I'm sorry to be so vague, but uh, on the basis that some giants do have a love of war, if you go in completely unarmed, they they may just feel you're just uh, either mocking them or easy prey. Okay. It's uh, perhaps better, and I'm thinking now among the sort of Norse kind, uh, the... If you have a weapon, you go in with it clearly marked as you are not going to use it, or you are about to lay it at your feet in supplication, if you see what I mean. Got it. It's the old white uh, cloth around the sword blade job. Okay. Do you know how to use a weapon, Pedro? I mean, I've swung a bat a few times. I don't know how to use a gun. I, know, I don't know how to use a gun, but I have also swung some sports equipment. So, we, we'll go in with that. Yeah, bear, bear in mind that if this is a giant from somewhere in Terra Incognita that's just crawled through into our world and uh, then shuffled down a drain pipe, he may or they may not have a definite idea of what a weapon is. A weapon is whatever the Scion using it deems it to be. So if you pick up a particularly nasty lacrosse needle and uh, or, you know, um, or baseball bat, especially a metallic baseball bat, then you may be in business. Okay, cool. Can do. Alright, so we need to go to a sporting equipment store. Yep. And we need to find something that is like a Fabergé egg. Yeah, you know, something sizable, like a Christmas tree decoration. Oh! Uh, what, what well, I, that's easy and cheap. Well, yes, what I mean is, you know, sizable enough for him, for, for the giant to hold and appreciate the, the the supposed value of. So something that's, like, covered in gold foil will probably work. Uh, it, or just something big that lights up. Again, if we deem this giant to be stupid, sure. Uh, I'm not willing to take any guesses. This is your heroic journey. Oh, sure. Thanks. I mean, I'll, for that. I'll well, I, I, I am giving you the best advice I can with very limited information. Literally, all you have done is go up to the end of a pipe and say there might be a giant in there. And a son of Loki. And a son of Loki outside. I mean, if you are particularly in need of a sacrifice, hog tie him and take him inside. Tempting. Well, he's a jerk. I don't want to murder him. No, I'm not going to murder him, but hog tying him. Right, but if we give him to a giant, we don't know what's going to happen to him. Well, no, I mean, it wasn't give him a giant. It's more just general silence. Oh, just talking to him in general. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> All it, right, Dietrich. Uh, it, might, it may upset yeah. my father, to be honest, if you try and subvert his idea of the fate of this scion of Loki, so... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, he said that he could leave once somebody walked away voluntarily, which we technically did by going to get supplies before we came back. Hmm. So... We might have helped him out right. just by not rushing headlong into a possibly dangerous situation. I guess you'll see. And if he sticks around, maybe uh, my father was a little more nuanced than what uh, Oscar is telling you. Yeah, maybe. 
Well, right, do, cool. do give me a call so... if you need anything else. Uh, I'll send over my uh, card details. Thanks. So we hang up the phone. Yep. I just look, I just look like a Kia and I'm like, I feel like I've told her that I don't need her money, but she keeps sending it. All right. I mean, whatever. They want to spend their money on this shit. Uh, what is large and expensive? I mean, ornate looking. That may be the exact kind of riddle that you could pose to a giant. <laughs> what is large and expensive? <laughs> the budget. No, um, I mean, like statues. It's probably going to be hard for us to carry. Um, although small statues might work. Yeah. I mean, like, so I feel like, so I, I grew up in a house that had a fair amount of art in it, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like I don't know where, like, you acquire that. Like, you have to go through a dealer or an art collector <laughs> or an auction. Like, you can't just roll up into a TJ Maxx and buy a nice statue. That's not... No, but some galleries uh, open, like, boutiques. I'm talking to Kian. Oh, sorry. I'm talking to Kian, oh, Mr. Narrator. <laughs> You put out Sorry, of this. I, we'll I, I, I thought you. I thought you were wondering aloud. No, 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 no. No, no. no I am. I am talking right. to my friend. We are working through a problem. Right. Uh. <laughs> Sorry yes, about that. Dietrich's calling. Back. Was that? <laughs> was that? Was that your art dealer? Yes. <laughs> hey, <a> hot lead. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So I mean, we have to figure out. Like, like, maybe go to an actual art gallery where we could buy something? We are in Tampa. There are plenty... There, There is... An, or no, we're in Miami, right? Yes. Where are we? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're in Miami. There is an art scene here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... A pretty decent one. Um, and... Tampa. Assuming oh, we're not too picky, I'm sure there are going to be people who would be happy to unload pieces of arts with very few questions asked. Yeah, well, in most, most galleries, you can buy stuff. The The question is if you can take it home that day, generally. Right. Um, so you got to find a place that's more like a nice art. Also go to pawn shops? Store. We could go to pawn shops. I'm not opposed to going to a pawn shop. I mean, people, I, I presume people who are hard up for money will probably want to offload their goods quickly. And I could probably find something to use as a weapon in a pawn shop. Yeah, so if we go to the... Let's go to a goddamn pawn shop. Well, I think if we go... You're to, smart. Yeah, let's go to the nicer part of town. I, I buy a lot of stuff at pawn shops, I mean. Um, go to the nicer part of town, they'll probably have nicer art to sell. All right, cool. Pawn shop it is. Good idea. You're smart, Cam. Yay, I helped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to a pawn shop. Okay, you head on to a uh, pawn shop, a, uh, a Crow and Sons Antiques. Is what it's called. It's far from an antique shop, however. It's got the trademark grill along the front window so that uh, breaking in is uh, far harder than it should be uh, to the casual thief. And far from antiques, it's got a lot of uh, TV sets, games, consoles, and the like scattered around. The kind of thing that uh, the parent gets rid of when they need to make the rent. Uh, much to the sadness of the child. And Ooh. so as you enter, you are browsing around a little before you find anything of particular value, which is, of course, under the counter. Uh, or at the counter, I should say, under the uh, probably reinforced glass. Mm -hmm. And presumably, Crow, the owner of this pawn shop, is leaning on it with two fists 
and beady-eyed looking at you. Hello. Hi there. Uh, what are you looking for? Uh, something for a gift, something expensive. It's for like a friend of my dad's and she has really weird taste. So we're just looking at like, maybe something decorative, like a like a big gold bowl or an urn or a statue or something cool. I don't know. Hmm. Hey. Do you have anything ornate and expensive looking? Because really what she cares about is expensive looking. He nods, gives you a wink as if to say, oh, I know, you're trying to just get a gift that looks expensive, uh, but isn't going to cost you much. And uh, he shuffles around a little, pokes a few things, then disappears out the back. When he comes back, he does indeed have an urn. And is gold, and it's a funerary urn. Oh. Classic. Some uh, a sad state of affairs. He puts it on the counter. Uh, a lot of the things traded in here come about as a sad state of affairs, but don't worry, there's no ashes in it anymore. Oh, God. Um, I'm not sure this sends the best message. Uh, it's real metal. He taps his knuckles on it. I, yeah, but it's also like a, a death symbol. Um, put some flowers in it. You can put some flowers in it. Uh, it's still a death symbol. Does uh, your great aunt uh, like flowers? It's not my great aunt. It's my dad's friend. Oh, sorry. Um, it's fine. Also, I do have money. So, like, if you're trying to spawn like something off on me that's just cheaper but looks expensive, like you can give me something nicer if you have something nicer. He raises eyebrows. Okay. Good deal. He, Money is no object right now. He picks up the urn, goes out, comes back. And sure enough, as described, he uh, brings back a bowl. It's not gold. Uh, in fact, it looks more uh, Central American in design. And while neither of you are antiques dealers by any means, uh, you can roll culture uh, hmm. and intellect. Uh, culture and intellect. Oh, I have those things. I do too. I have many of those things. Dice sounds. Zero. One, I have zero successes. Wow. I have three successes. I have a bunch of sixes. That's it. Uh, so, I, have, I have two nines and a ten. So when I describe <laughs> it as Central American to Kian, it just looks like a bowl that he might eat cereal out of. A bit wide. A bit too wild. wide to be practical. Yeah. Uh, but to Phaedra, it's, uh, yeah, not only... Uh, does it have this uh, Central American design? And since entering this this world of, of gods and monsters, you have started doing a little bit of research yourself. There's definitely some Aztec symbology on it. And he knocks it again with his knuckles, just as he did the urn. This is obviously what he does to display value. He says, <laughs> he says solid, well-built, and authentic. I mean, it's not the prettiest artifact. There's some um, uh, blue paint. He actually scratches at some of it around the edge. Ooh. <sighs> okay. Um, so Phaedra kind of like looks at it, picks it up. Um, if your giant Jim. has any mm -hmm. appreciation for history, 
Yeah. Uh, my what now? Your jar. He doesn't. He doesn't say this. Uh, oh, okay. But, but, um, but yeah. I was like, Excuse me, sir. No, no, as uh, sorry, your dad's friend. Um, no, uh, Phaedra, as you're looking at it a little more closely, yes, there is definitely a value to this as an historical object, as an artifact. Okay. So I am thinking. Let's let's look around the store a little bit more so we can find like you know possible weaponry as well. Whether it's like swords or because the sword and baseball bat are kind of the same thing. Um, <laughs> so look up like like look for you know weapons and then also I think we're gonna buy both of them. We're gonna buy the urn and the bowl okay. because on one hand, if the giant wants a great big shiny thing because he's kind of a dumb giant, then he might like the urn better. But if he is a culture giant with an appreciation, then he might like the bowl better. And also, that's two gifts, and two gifts are better than one. And also, if he chooses, or if they choose one over another, then we have a better sense of what the giant is like. Yeah. Or he might want both, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's okay. see. Uh, I also asked him, he's like, going, uh, do you have any kind of aluminum bats or swords that are I mean, not? Those are probably just lying around. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he points you toward okay. the corner of a sporting I, sporting wear. It's not that far from the, uh, and I say this in quotation marks, authentic samurai blades. Uh, the right. ki- the typical three-tier of katana wazakashi types that you would uh, see on some executive's desk. Uh, Wakizashi. Wakizashi, sorry. Uh, got my KMIZ the wrong way around. So you can um, you could probably pick them up. They wouldn't do much to anyone, really, when being swung. They'd probably snap. But that right. doesn't mean they wouldn't look intimidating. But these uh, have been crafted to look good. Is there one of those like uh, replica, like Lord of the Rings swords or something lying around? Oh, the, I see those in like every bunch. Yeah, of them. the thoroughly impractical ones with like horns, oh, the giant hilts that carve around and probably slice your hand in ribbons if you used it. Yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. This is Swords R Us. That's what Crow and Son <laughs> used to be called. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we're going to buy the katana, we also have to buy a trench coat to go with it. So. Yeah, he has, he has yeah. no trench coats. This is well, my I'm not going to buy a katana, but I will buy the sturdiest looking replica of fake blade because I figure I can at least swing it at somebody. Yeah. The one that seems least likely to hurt me and more likely to at least bonk someone on the head. And I'm actually going to go for um, a well-crafted bat. Um, it could be aluminum if, if, it's, if it's nice and sturdy. Otherwise, just a nice solid oak wooden bat mm-hmm. would be fine too. Um, because... I'm all for the yeses have a show of weapon or two, but if, if I do club somebody, want to have actually something that will not probably snap in my hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why I've gone for the, the, the sturdy one. I'm trying to find one that isn't going to just do that. Like, oh, totally. maybe it's not sharp, but it'll it'll bonk someone like a fire poker, totally. you know? Uh, but it looks like a sword. <laughs> so you place these various goods on the counter, and he looks at you somewhat quizzically because it's quite clear you are going somewhere for a fight. <laughs> Uh, and it, no, we're going to play baseball. I'm going to hang this sword on my wall. He says, and then do you we're want, going do you to give someone some gifts. Oh, as well. Oh, <laughs> or, 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 yeah. In, he says, in seriousness, if you're looking to tool up, we do have guns under the counter. Oh, God, I, no. I do not know how to use a gun. I probably shoot myself. This is good. Well, yeah, we're good. It's 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 good that you're honest. Most of the people that come in and buy them probably have never used them before, and only yeah, intend to use them once. No, I I have seen enough shotgun. 
gunshot wounds that I don't want to mess with them unless I know how to do it. Yeah, no, good for you, good for you. Okay, and he uh, racks up the cost. Uh, it's it's affordable with uh, with your rather sizable budget. And yeah, he provides you with bags for things that can be carried in bags, and otherwise expects you to carry these things yourself. Sounds good. Yep. So you go back out to my car, and I buckle the urn and bowl into the back seats. <laughs> there you go. Because that's you know, I don't want them to break Dixie if we have to break suddenly. Dixie, did you say that you had three successes when you rolled your culture? I did. Mm, okay, uh, that uh, so I was wasn't quite generous enough uh, because three successes is pretty damn good. Uh, so I'm going to go a little further. The designs around the edge of the bowl, uh, in fact, some of the lizard shapes on it are quite similar to those that were tattooed on the tattoo lizards. Uh, and oh. Happy. Interesting. Ha ho. Well, that might make it a fitting sacrifice to get some of their members back, since they said they've been sending multiple people in there. Mm -hmm. um, but also, that might be a way in with him in the future if the giant doesn't want it. So, hey, I'm into it. Hey, Kian, look at this. It's a lizard. Don't these lizards look familiar? Not, I, I, I've not lived here for a long time. I don't remember them. Tattoo, tattoo lizards. Oh. Eh? That was like earlier today, man. Like, literally, like, three hours ago, we saw these well, lizards. Well, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to the, to the actual people who have been tattooed with lizards. I was more worried about, you know, not getting shot. I'm, you're, okay, yeah. I don't think they were going to shoot us in broad daylight in their home. It's generally not how gangs work. Okay. Well, like, you don't want to kill people. You don't, you don't shit where you eat. That, that, that kind of thing. I totally know more about this than I do. <laughs> I've watched TV. I've seen The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're making your way back to the drainage pipe? Yeah. yeah. Making my way downtown, gonna kill a giant. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, we're making our way back to the drainage it's pipe. It's what Faye sings as you drive along, much to the uh, disturbance of Kia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, are you still picking up a pig from the butchers? No, no. You're not. I think we abandoned no, that idea. I think that we thought that was a good idea until she came on and she was like, you don't want him to think that you think he's stupid. And I was like, maybe a big thing of raw meat is not nice. <laughs> All right. So you arrive back at the, uh, the beachfront and are able to uh, climb down to where the pipe is. And Oscar is still there. I assume oh, you're no. carrying oh. everything in tow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got the like uh, sword like stuck into my like, belt. Yeah. I'm carrying the belt over my shoulder. Hey, buddy. Uh, he jumps off the pipe. Oh. Sup, Oscar? I've had a moment of clarity. I want to help you. Oh, okay. I, uh, when you walked away, I felt like my bonds lifted. I could just leave immediately. And I did. I actually went off and got something to eat. And... Uh, oh. And, and used a public restroom, and it was glorious. Uh, but then I came back because I realized you might need help. So here I am. Cool. One second. We need to have a so... quick uh, uh, business meeting. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. 
So we're going to trust the literal son of Loki. I don't know. We just freed him. He owes us. He's also scared of me. That is a valid point. I'm not going to give him a weapon. Okay. He can go in front of us if he wants to help. And he can carry the urn. Okay. I just want to be sure we're on the same page I mean, about... I'm going to give him yeah, some no, rope, but if he goes too far... Yeah, no, he's going to go in first if he wants to really help us. Okay. Um, and he can carry the urn. And... Yeah. All right. I think that makes oh, sense. Okay, that sounds fine. I just want to make sure... And he has screwed. And then your hands are free. Right. It's true. Okay, let's do it. So, yeah. Walk back over. All right. He says, I'm sure you're wondering if I can be trusted. And there's not much I can do other than prove to you through actions that I can. So, tell me what you need me to do, and I will do my very best. Yeah, so if you want to carry this and walk in ahead of us, we're going to be right behind you. You're going to be the vanguard because you know more about this stuff than we do. Okay, uh, so I should. Uh, <laughs> he takes the urn. Uh, so you just want me to walk straight down there? I mean, we're gonna like we're gonna walk in in a in a wedge formation. Yeah, we're not gonna okay. like we'll be watch you literally walk literally right behind you. No, we're gonna be right behind you. Okay, I, with with I, weapons. I just wanted to clarify that. Uh, so so as I said to you before, I think there's something in the the water here as well Ooh. as this this giant so um i guess watch your step uh, and i will keep try and keep hold of this funerary urn don't worry phaedra has a sword it's... and a bowl i hold up the bowl i think the sword would be more effective against any kind of object but the bowl is certainly a backup plan uh are, the, are these gotta, valuable yeah. uh sure. some more so than others it's a giant present. Well, it's a present for a giant. It, the present is not itself giant. The present's kind of right. big. Okay. It's a giant. Uh, okay, I, I can buy it. I can kind of see your train of logic here. So, yeah, let's go in. Go inside. After you. Yeah. Uh, he dawdles a little and then leans over and enters the drain pipe. Uh, the drainage pipe is about five foot ar um, around, you know. Uh, so, at least entering it, uh, you each have to duck a little. And it soon widens out as you enter the actual cliffside and where the drainage channel flows. It, there's a bit of sludge in here. It's not really a constantly running pipe, probably due to the thing that's inhabiting it now. Uh, the mm -hmm. advice that Oscar gave you before was to take a straight line all the way there. Right. And okay. that isn't the route he's taking. He uh, takes oh. the first right. I thought you said straight line, Oscar. Yeah, that, that was before I knew what you were about. Um... Pardon? Why, why is your advice different? I, I didn't know that you were going to be coming back, and I didn't know that you'd rescue me. And after you gave me that talking to, it made me see through clear eyes. And I had to think about it. You know, it took me an hour. Uh, but I realized that, yeah, uh, I needed to stop playing the fool and start being a little more honest. And so, yeah, I, I don't think going straight ahead would have helped any of us. Sorry about that. 
Okay, well, as long as you're correcting it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm the one going first, aren't I? Yep. So we're going to follow him. Uh, you walk along. The, the water starts getting a little deeper. Again, it's not really flowing. It's quite stagnant. And he starts walking with a great deal more caution now. Uh, could both of you go for athletics and dexterity, please? Um, I could go for dexterity. Yeah, I could go. <laughs> uh, I am ha quite happy oh. for Kian to lead the way in this case, but um, but yeah. yeah, what are your results? I got two successes. Oh, okay. successes. Excellent. Okay. I've got I've got I've got a lot of dexterity, just no Yeah, yeah I, I am aware. <laughs> uh, you're able to keep up with Oscar at his cautious and stealthy pace. And uh, as he crosses a uh, metal grid bridge, you think you can see in the darkness below you there is some movement in the water. Hmm. But it's not the flow, because, again, there is very little of that. Right. He is... Alright, so we'll try to stealthify that as best we can. Walking over a bridge made entirely of rusted metal, that it comes with difficulty. But again, you did succeed at being uh, stealthy, and so you managed to shuffle your feet along the edges. You don't step on any breakable bits, and you uh, cross with a fair amount of ease. You head deeper into the tunnels... And you hear a bellowing roar. We're going in the right direction. Apparently. Yay. So, <laughs> so, just just Yay. to make sure, what am I supposed to be doing once we're in there? Offering him a gift as sincerely as you possibly can. Sincerity. Yeah. Got it. Right. Okay. I can do some. Can you it? Try to look a little deferential. We're going to try to do this without a fight. Okay. I'll try. And now you have entered a channel where the water is indeed flowing. And so it's harder to tell whether there's anything living in here, but the noise, the crash of water flowing, probably not toward the drain pipe that you were, uh, you entered, but another one maybe down the beach, is is quite deafening. You can't hear Oscar, and you think he's mouthing at you that he's going to tiptoe again. In fact, he makes the gesture with his free fingers, and you have to cross another bridge across this heavy flowing channel and he's clearly terrified of fast flowing water you can't think why that might be <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of horrible it's certainly not because we pushed him into a flood <laughs> and he's fine he'll be and fine as he attempts this crossing he slips or rather, the urn slips from under his arm. He's so desperately trying to cling onto the handrails over this bridge that it just kind of pops the urn out from under his... Well, between his bicep and his pectoral, and it just kind of crashes to the bridge and is about to roll into the water. He looks at you aghast. You're going to try? Okay, go yep. for it. Go for it, Kian. Athletics. Uh, I think athletics and dexterity again seems appropriate, unless you have um, a better idea. I have specialization in soccer. 
Yeah, okay, goalkeeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good thing for the extra die, because I got uh, two... We're at eights or sevens? Eights, right? Eights, indeed. Okay, so two successes. <clears throat> Two successes. Okay, uh, that means you're able to not only uh, grab the urn, but you're also able to buy off the complication, and you grab the lid as well. Oh, and, good. Nice. Uh, yeah, you manage to get them in two pieces. Uh, it does mean you drop your bat, baseball bat, but it doesn't land in the water, so okay. congratulations. Mostly we're just being real loud right Yeah, now. but not that loud, really, considering there's a flowing torrent of water. Right. So I'll hand the back to him with an exasperated look and pick up your bat. bat very 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 make sure he sees me picking up the bat and putting it back <laughs> on my shoulder <laughs> he looks apologetic and on he goes the walk into the cliffside takes another five minutes or so there's another couple of flowing uh, sections that you need to cross but nothing nearly as uh, deep or ferocious and this is when you start noticing the substance lacquering some of these walls hmm. from what uh, he described to you as ambrosia it's definitely here there's it kind of grows you think like bubbles or spheres they just kind of hang there waiting to be plucked like fruits from the wall from the ceiling maybe just balancing impossibly on the floor it should be rolling and they each glow with a sort of golden radiance they're small here but present throughout and illuminating the passage Hmm. Uh, now, you did, when you left Ahui, uh, leave with some bottles. Are you bothering to scoop any of this up? This sewer drain ambrosia? Uh, yeah. I wonder if we should do it now or we're waiting the way back. I mean, I have the opportunity to move back. I think we should do it on the way back. I don't, I don't think we're concerned about bottling ambrosia on the way to... I wanted to get some get at least to test it. Right, but we, we can get on the way out. Unless we have to run for our lives. Well, I mean, we can come back some other time. Unless it blows up. The giant's sleeping. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm pessimistic. <laughs> and right, absolutely back. Okay, uh, so you pass through this passage and enter into a wider, taller chamber. You think this must must have been some kind of uh, underground, well, some station, some drainage station, maybe for maintenance workers or to control the flow of water or uh, the locks somewhere up in the sewers. Uh, but now it seems to be home to a great quantity of this ambrosia-like stuff. It is all over the place, coating almost every single surface, making this entire room seem out of this world. It's by no means what a sewer drain should look like. It looks science fiction from the fact that there's so much glowing, beaming white and gold everywhere. Aside from the water that's still flowing underneath the metal, uh, beneath your feet, you could be mistaken for thinking that you've just entered another planet. But beyond <laughs> that, you can see the more 
terrifying, horrifying sight of, indeed, a giant. This giant is large, about three times the size of a human uh, in both height and width. He swings a large piece of metal, you think it might be a girder, at a man that is dangling from some netting made from this ambrosia like he's some kind of... Um, Piñata? Piñata. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, like he's waiting for sweets to fall out. And he's just roaring at him occasionally, chuckling at him occasionally. And this giant, despite looking maybe oafish, uh, has long straggly hair, greasy, ugly also has coated his arms, his torso, his legs in this ambrosia. And so it's a weird contrast. He looks like a giant caveman, but is clad in the garments of gods. And you can see other bodies, unfortunately, uh, some of them bound to the walls, some to the ceiling, some are just bones on the floor that have largely been coated in this uh, goop. And he's made a throne of just pieces of metal, bits of ambrosia that he must rest on when he isn't just swinging his cudgel at captives. He hasn't noticed you enter. Until Oscar says, Giant, we have this to offer to you. <laughs> well, we did ask him to do that, so... Yeah. And that is where we're going to end our session. It isn't oh. the conclusion. It isn't the finale. Nice. Uh, we're going to have nice. a finale at another juncture. <laughs> it's giving us lots of content, that's for sure. That's fine. No, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, this is fun. No, it's good. Good to get to play a game, and good to get to play a game of Scion, especially. I also just like how few like roles you actually have to do in Scion because mm -hmm. it gives you so, so much more license to be narrative. Yeah, you know, I, I find that as the story guide, definitely, I can rely on uh, you two as the players because you've got such a firm idea in your mind of who your characters are uh, that I don't need to. Yeah, as you say, constantly ask you to roll dice to kind of define your actions. You can just role play it. Yeah. Also, story path's just good for that. Yep. Like it's just, it's a good system for narrative narrative games, which I like. So the big question is, what should we name this episode? As it's one I'm hosting, I need another winner. <laughs> uh, sigh of relief. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Eddie, unless you can think of something better. No, sigh of relief is just good. It's, sigh of relief. Cold. You know, sigh, sigh, and then on in 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 parentheses yeah. of relief. I got it. <laughs> 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 All right then. Well, the, thank you very much, both of you, for playing as ever, and thank you very much, listeners, for listening. I know actual plays aren't for everyone. Not everyone gets on with listening to people playing role playing games, but hopefully, if you are listening, you've enjoyed it, and it's. Just demonstrate some of what you can do with Scion. I know we're playing at a very low level. We're still doing Scion Origin. But I think that's a, it's an excellent game for introducing people to the mythology of Scion and the idea of gods, titans, their children, and lots of monsters and beasties interacting with our regular world in a way that isn't, yeah. it isn't so... 
well, opaque as Vampire the Masquerade, you know, where you have your hidden kindred, and then on the other side you have humans who know very little about it. Uh, the lines are very much blurred in Scion, which I really appreciate. And one thing I like about playing mm-hmm. Origin level specifically is that with, with Hero, it, it's, it's in the title. You're expected to be a hero and do heroic things, whereas at this level, it's the, of course, we're not going to take on a giant, you know? And so it's forcing us to think in different ways and try new things. And so I personally like playing low-level games, at least to start, because it helps me to kind of get my yeah. feet in the world. And, and I'm, I'm starting to connect with sounds, even though I've help people out and work with work the project a little bit. I've connected with the game at a different level than I ever did in the first issue because first issue assumes you're coming in basically a superhero and this is much more of the, okay, this is way too above me. I'm starting to feel, it feels more epic now because everything's so much larger than me right now. Right. Yeah, like, it's 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 the same concept of, of starting out like a Chronicles game as a mortal, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, uh, I think that you should definitely... I think I think if you're gonna play hero uh, for, for Scion, or or you know, especially if you're gonna end up playing demigod, I think running even just one session zero where you're playing origin level is super super useful because mm-hmm. that 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 does kind of let you see the world through the lens of a human who sees it all with very like very 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 awestruck, very what the hell's going on, you know, kind of thing. And then as they learn, that's when they can eventually get their visitation and become a hero, and then past that they can eventually become a demigod. Yep. But yeah, I think I think playing an origin level game has, has been a lot more fun than I even thought it would be. Because when we first started this, we said we were going to play like a session or two. Mm-hmm. And we've played, what, five yeah. now? Yeah, and that's just and due to my pacing. It's, being it's a fun game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoy it. And I enjoyed the like time skip where you were like, oh, it's been a few months. You've been doing some errands for these people. Like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, that's 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 kind of that's a cool way to kind of gloss over it, but also keep in mind that we've been at origin level for, you know, maybe close to a year yeah. now. Uh, or like six months or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, it got, takes me back to the some of the first D&D games I ever ran where uh, I had no idea what challenge rating in third edition really meant. So I would put things like beholders and epic-sized dragons or gargantuan dragons in adventures with low-level characters. And Mm -hmm. the fact is, challenge ratings only matter, really, if what you intend to do is run up and hit the thing. And what I found was, with those D&D groups that I ran for, because we were all pretty new to role-playing, was if they saw a monster, their first instinct was, it wouldn't be in the game if we couldn't kill it. Because it's video game logic, really. Uh, It wouldn't be there if we can't slay and gain something from doing so. So these third-level adventurers ran up to the Beholder and all got killed. Mm -hmm. And so when I come to run this, and yeah, there's a giant in the sewer, and it's likely a massive hazard. In in, uh, story path terms, it is scale three to your humans. Mm-hmm. Which right. is a pretty big, by you know, um, order of magnitude. The number of uh, multiples <laughs> to his dice rolls right. are going to be pretty impressive if he gets to hit you. Uh, right. So the point is to not yeah, hit him, right. yeah. <laughs> if, if possible. Uh, exactly. So the idea of going in with a plan, a way to fool him, or talk to him, or supplicate him, or whatever, is excellent. That's how you tell a story. That's how Odysseus does it. In, in the Odyssey, so it's um, mm-hmm. perfect for Scion as well. Yeah, totally. 
I'm excited. Uh, okay, so Dixie, if people want to find you online, where would they go? Then go to my website, DixieCochran.com, or Dixie Cyanide on most social media. What about you, Eddie? Uh, you can find me at uh, my professional website, PugSteady.com, or PugSteady on Twitter. And they can find me on MatthewDawkins.com, uh, clack, click, bang on Twitter. And as always, we put in the show notes uh, that uh, there's an Onyx Path Discord, there's an Onyx Path Twitch channel. We do encourage you to uh, check them out. But more than that, we encourage you to leave your comments on the Pathcast wherever you listen to it. Uh, we encourage you to share the podcast, give it a good rating, like it on whichever medium you're using because it really helps us, helps more ears get to us, which is uh, obviously an ideal situation. So please do consider it. If you've been listening to us all this time, uh, promoting what we do is something we greatly, greatly appreciate. With all that said, many worlds, 